Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. It's Waiver Wire Wednesday on a Tuesday. You know how it is. Uh, but the week five waiver wire is upon us. And with that, we also do the Todd Heap Memorial Injury Report. But before we go there, I'd like to remind you to follow at Explosive Output on Twitter, at Shock Fantasy on Twitter, and rate and review our podcast. I'm going to be reaching out to a few people who did some ratings specifically on the Apple Podcast platform in the next couple of days. Probably send them a cool Shock Fantasy holographic sticker in the mail. If you put your Twitter handle in your review on uh, Apple Podcasts. How about that? That'd be fun, right? I encourage you to go do that. Uh, let's start with the Todd Heat Memorial Injury Report today. And that starts with Jimmy Garofalo. Garofalo? Garofalo. <laughs> no, Garofalo. Uh, the 49ers quarterback who injured his calf just before halftime. Trey Lance came in in relief. They're not ruling out Jimmy G for this week, though, and we'll talk about Trey Lance a little bit later in the show. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater also left slightly before halftime. The Broncos quarterback, he's in the concussion protocol. He was knocked out in that game. Uh, if he clears concussion protocol, I believe that Bridgewater will start this week. David Montgomery, probably the biggest injury of the week. Bears running back hyperextended his left knee. Will miss at least a month, if not more. 
More on that coming up later in the show. Joe Mixon, the Bengals running back, has a low ankle sprain. They haven't quite ruled him out yet for this week, but he probably does miss a couple of weeks with the ankle sprain. That's Joe Mixon. How about Antonio Gibson from the Washington football team? He injured his ribs but did finish the game. Let's see what his status is for this week because those rib injuries can be tricky. Sometimes you can play through them, but sometimes you also miss the next week, and that would be interesting there. Tony Jones, the Saints' backup running back, has an ankle injury, was carted off in the game against the Giants. That's not a good thing. Uh, Probably doesn't change Alvin Kamara's status all that much, though. Uh, Only big wide receiver injury this week was Will Fuller, uh, the Dolphins wide receiver who injured his hand right before half. He did not return to the game. They haven't said what happened on the x-rays with Will Fuller as of recording. Logan Thomas, the Washington football team tight end, got a hamstring strain on the first play of the game. We'll probably miss a week or two with that hamstring strain. There's been hamstrings all over the league this year. Insert those Titans wide receivers. Uh, A couple of offensive linemen that got hurt. Uh, Jedrick Wills of the Browns was carted off with an ankle injury against the Vikings. He's probably going to miss a couple of weeks. Brandon Scherf of the Washington football team. They kind of had a bad week for injuries. Uh, Had a knee sprain. We'll see what the severity of that is this week. And Trent Williams, the 49ers tackle, he had a shoulder injury as well. We'll see how they grade him throughout the week. Probably not good for whatever quarterback plays. Let's talk about that in this segment. Quarterback. We call it the quarterback segment. Uh, Trey Lance is the first guy I'm going to talk about. He's 25% rostered. Now, if Garoppolo is unable to go, the matchup against the Cards is only kind of middle of the pack. And Kyle Shanahan came out publicly stating that Lance is the backup quarterback. Unless Jimmy G doesn't go, there's really no reason to rush out and pick him up. Shanahan has been more like Wanahan this year, picking fights with his talented players like Brandon Ayuk, kind of Trey Lance too, and, and kind of punishing them down the depth chart. I don't think Lance holds this job even if he's successful in a week, provided Jimmy G is healthy. So simple $2 bid if you absolutely need him for this week. If you're in a weird league where Garoppolo was rostered and you were starting him, yeah, maybe. I guess you could pick him up as the backup. But he's probably not uh, pick-upable right now. Is that a word? Pick-upable? I'm not really sure. Drew Locke is not pick-upable at 1% roster rating right now. If Bridgewater can't clear the concussion protocol this week, you probably still shouldn't roster lock against the Steelers. His YOLO passing style won't vibe in Pittsburgh, and they'll try to force a whole bunch of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams runs. I wouldn't bid on Drew Locke. A couple of quarterbacks I would bid on. How about Taylor Heineke? Uh, People are really overlooking Heineke here, but he's put up very solid numbers so far, finishing as a top 12 quarterback in each of his three starts. He's averaging 240-2, and and he gets a Saints team that's allowing 294 yards per game to opposing quarterbacks this week. He's only a minimum bid because uh, people are just really overlooking Taylor Heineke. 
The other guy's Daniel Jones, who's 32% rostered right now, and I kind of hate this, but he's putting up the stats, and he's kind of backing it up right now. Uh, 296 yards through the air and a score per game right now. He's also adding in another 47 yards per game on the ground, and he scored twice rushing this year. He'll be forced to play catch-up with Dallas this week, but Dallas is allowing 336 yards and two touchdowns for the quarterback uh, this year. that That's a lot. It might cost you three to four bucks to get him. I think people are overlooking Daniel Jones as well, but he's a nice little spot starter this week and will probably get a starting grade on Fantasy Football Weekly this weekend on iHeartRadio. Ooh, that's fancy. Uh, let's move on to the... Running back. That's right. Uh, the, biggest, uh, the biggest heavy hitter this week is going to be Damian Williams, who's 10% rostered, uh, with Montgomery set to miss a minimum of four weeks. And the fact that he was averaging 19 touches per game, I mean, Williams is prime in here. Well, Williams likely won't receive that sort of volume. He's certainly in the 15-touch range, I would guess. This week, he starts off against the Raiders, who just allowed Austin Eckler to go bananas, like those banana pants they were wearing on Monday night. Uh, Khalil Herbert, not Air Bear, but he should be an Air Bear. I guess he's the ground bear since he's on the Bears uh, and a running back. Uh, he will be involved in the running game too. He might actually be worth a dollar flyer in deep leagues. So uh, you might want to pick him up if you're in a very deep league. It's going to cost you about 19%, I would guess, to nab Williams as a spot starter for a month. But I think this might be the only week you can really start him. They have games with Green Bay, Tampa, San Fran, and Pittsburgh after the Vegas game. So unless you absolutely need Damian Williams, he's going to probably get bench grades over the next four weeks or so. I'd probably steer clear for him uh, unless you just need him for this week. Samaje Pirine is 2% rostered. He's likely the fill-in for Joe Mixon this week against the Packers, who are kind of a middle-of-the-pack run defense allowing 75 rushing yards and half a score per game. That's just middle of the road. The Bengals have barely been utilizing runners as pass catchers at all this season, with the whole running back group only averaging 4.75 targets per week. Chris Evans usually is more involved in the passing game than Pirine, so he likely nabs the third down roll. If this injury lingers for Mixon, Pirine could be in for some spot starts, against the Lions in week six, that's next week, and the Jets in week eight. But it's not enough for me to invest heavily here. And we've seen some AJP Ryan. We've seen this show before. He's a $5 bid if you need him. That's fine. I, I, don't, I wouldn't start him this week. I'd probably be looking to start him in week six against the Lions. But, you know, Joe Mixon might be back by then. Who knows? Jarrett Patterson is on the Washington football team. He's 1% rostered right now. And if Gibson's rib injury is enough to keep him sidelined for a week or two, it's probably Patterson that will come in and take Gibson's role with J.D. McKissick continuing his role in the passing game and a few runs here and there. Although the Saints, Chiefs, and Packers over the next three weeks is not a good thing for you to get excited about for a Washington runner. That doesn't speak to a positive game script for any of the runners. It's probably a $1 bid if you need somebody for Jared Patterson because I don't think anybody's going to be bidding on him. So he's a sneaky pickup, and he might get some some play, but the matchups are just horrible. Uh, 
a guy who's 62% owned, which is a little bit over the threshold of what I normally uh, spout on the Shock Fantasy podcast, is A.J. Dillon. He rushed 15 times against the Steelers on Sunday, and I tweeted something to the effect last week that he's probably the next running back that you want to spend a lot of fab on. I wasn't really trying to predict an Aaron Jones injury, but people seem to be sleeping on what he could do specifically if Aaron Jones does get banged up, which has happened before. The 38% of you who don't see him rostered in your league, I'd spend five bucks on him now. Throw him on your bench because if Aaron Jones goes down, he's a top 12 running back instantly. Top 12. Top 12 runner. You want that. And I think Aaron Jones, you know, He's had a little bit of a track record of uh, of getting dinged up throughout the season. It's a long year this year. Latavius Murray is 41% rostered. And briefly, he didn't look stellar against a very good Broncos run defense, but still did have 18 carries. Tyson Williams was a healthy scratch. And Le'Veon Bell, I don't think he has anything left in the tank. So I think it's Murray's show for the rest of the year. He's worth a $5 bid if available in your league. He'll get some spot starts down the road. Let's move on to the wide receiver. Jamison Crowder is 17% rostered. He came off the IR last week too. Nine targets, seven catches, 61 yards and a score. He's every quarterback's best friend that he's ever played with. Had great numbers with Sam Darnold. He had great numbers in Washington with some suspect quarterbacks. He plays from the slot. He catches everything. He's a total mismatch for a lot of slot corners. He should be rostered in about 80% of the leagues, but since he's been out now, it's kind of flipped the other way, and he's only rostered in 17%. I'd throw an 11% bidding recommendation on Crowder. It might cost you less, but I'd want to make sure I get him because I think the volume is going to be there, and in a PPR league, I think he's a good guy to have on your roster. Uh, Some spot starts coming down the road for Jamison Crowder. Uh, Another guy who's a little highly rostered, uh, Jacoby Myers, who's at 69%. Nice. Nice. Uh, It's just a reminder for all of you, though, who in the 31% of leagues that don't see him rostered, he's getting almost 10 targets per game. He's also facing the Texans this week. Also, he's never scored a touchdown in his entire career. And if he's available in your league, they're probably not paying attention to the 10 targets per week. He's only going to cost you a buck if he's available in your league because nobody's paying attention to him. Hunter Renfro is 35% roster scored again last week against the Chargers. Draws a lot of comparisons with Cooper Cup, which is kind of lame and lazy because they honestly, they lump all of the white guy wide receivers together. But as they spouted off on Monday Night Football, he was actually practicing with Cooper Cup in the joint practices that the Rams and Raiders had this preseason. Uh, Their route running styles are similar, and the Raiders have put up some great offensive production in the young season. This is probably your last chance to pick him up at a lower salary. Uh, I think it'll probably cost you 10 to 13% since he had a good day on national TV last week. But I'd pick up Hunter Renfro. He's worth being on rosters. Uh, Darnell Mooney is 39% owned in case he was dropped in your league as he wasn't a lot. Uh, Dude is worth a pickup. More targets, receptions, and yards than Allen Robinson on the year. Seems to have the trust of Justin Fields more than Allen Robinson. But I guess that's if Fields retains his job with Andy Dalton looming. He's worth a 5% bid. You can get him on your roster. I got two more wide receivers. Kadarius Toney, he's only 3% rostered. 
I totally got the Colin Johnson thing wrong last week. I apologize. I thought Colin Johnson would probably be the guy being the veteran. But Tony, the young first-round rookie, actually looked really good. Had nine targets in the game against the Saints. If the hamstring injuries to Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton linger enough to keep them out this week against the Cowboys, that's a really good start for him. Uh, 2% blind bid recommendation on Kadarius Tony. Deontay Harris is the last wide receiver I want to mention. He plays for the Saints. He was targeted eight times last week against the Giants and faces the Washington football team this week, who are allowing a crazy 19 receptions and 233 yards per game to the wide receiver position. Both marks bottom three in the league for this week, and this week alone, he's worth a couple of bucks to put on your roster He'll probably be a take a chance on me wide receiver this week. There's a little preview of Fantasy Football Weekly. Now we move on to the last position, which is tight end. That's right, it is. CJ Uzoma threw down a five catch, 95 yard, two touchdown scoring line on a nationally televised game. That means people are going to start picking him up. Now, let's consider the following, though. T. Higgins was out for that game, so there were some vacated targets ready to go around. It was also against the Jaguars, who prefer the bump and grind of the Cincy nightlife to actually covering wide receivers, or tight ends in this case. Man, there's a tight end joke I totally missed in that one. I I should rewrite this. I should start all over. Anyway, and Uzoma really did nothing in the first three weeks. Four total catches, 39 total yards, no scores. That's total in the first three games. I'd throw 3% on him if you are completely desperate for a streaming tight end. He might be better if you're, you know, if you're if you're just working two tight ends and, and you don't really like him a lot. CJ has almost got a roster spot on your roster. Maybe go for him. Uh, a guy I like more is Dawson Knox, though. Uh, last week's eight targets, five catches, 37 yards, and two touchdowns is very encouraging. He's kind of this year's Robert Tunyon, I think. Averaging five targets per game, that's pretty good for a tight end. Four touchdowns in four games, yeah, that's Tunyon-like right there. Uh, Why is he still available in two-thirds of leagues? I'm not really sure. I'd throw a 9% blind bid on Dawson Knox. Go get him for the shootout with the Chiefs this week. Max Williams is 2% rostered. I like him better than Uzoma, so I guess... Since I put a 3% blind bid recommendation on Uzoma, I'll put a 4% blind bid recommendation on Max Williams because he also seems to like the number four, averaging four receptions and 44 yards per game this year. Now, the way the Cardinals offense is cooking right now, you just probably want to get a piece of it. Although the matchup this week against the Niners sucks and he's totally not startable in that game. Still, you can throw a 4% blind bid and you can uh, lock him up. Hold on to him for a later matchup. Who do, who do they play next after that? Cleveland? That's all right. Houston after that. Ooh, fancy. Mo Cox is the last guy I want to mention. I don't want to mention much of him. Uh, only 1% rostered, but he did score twice last week. I'm not throwing in a bid on a Colts tight end until all the other tight ends in Indianapolis leave town. I, I just won't. I, I, don't, I don't want to try to play these reindeer games that the Colts play with the tight ends. No, I don't want it. You shouldn't want it either inconceivable yeah it's absolutely ridiculous completely ridiculous you know what else is ridiculous it's the end of the podcast that was actually one of our longer shock fantasy waiver wire podcasts 
I mean, there's a lot of interesting guys to pick up this week. Again, uh, rate and review the podcast five stars on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're doing an Apple review, throw it in your Twitter handle and Shock Fantasy will reach out to you later this week. Maybe we'll send out a few stickers the old way. Ooh, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. I will talk at you later this week for the Thursday Night Football Preview.